All right, we are moving on to a big chunk of the conversation. This one is uh, episode 21 from the 52 Weeks of Reefing. This one is called LED Reef Lighting, LEDs, Tuning, Par, or tuning par Spread, and Spectrum is what we called that one back in 52 Weeks in 2015. Mm -hmm. A lot of, lot of uh, uh, evolutionary knowledge gained over those last uh, almost decade. Good. Yeah, since 2015, we learned a lot, man. Yeah. There's so many new things and ways to think about it. Uh, so uh, I think you'll come along for the ride here. The big one probably we already mentioned earlier was about shadowing, but core belief, core belief. here. This is a core belief. I, I'm, I'm curious if you guys will chime in on this one, if you feel like this is true. Uh, but this, uh, this to me kind of solidifies everything that's like right and wrong with LEDs and where we need to go. LEDs are the solution to all the problems that we just talked about. Mm. So LEDs are the solution, uh, but we're making something easy really hard. <laughs> I'm going to say it again. LEDs are the solution, but we're making something easy really hard. The solution being the sky, the sun, the, the caustic lines, these types of things. Uh, Lower par, yeah. no heat, not gigantic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like looks elegant on the outside of the tank, looks awesome in the tank. I don't have all of the heat challenges. I don't mm. have bulb challenges. I don't have hazardous waste challenges. I can tune the color that it's visually appealing. I can do all of these things. But we're making it so hard. Yeah, man. Like it, it is the solution to a better world. But man, are we making it really, really hard because we're not designing to the application. I think we're designing to what people want to buy. Yeah, and uh, we'll soon find that that doesn't help so our pets. What matters most? Uh, this piece uh, is lighting to the application, number one. So lighting to the application can mean a little few different things. Like we're lighting to photosynthesis, mm -hmm. we're lighting to LPS, we're lighting to SPS. And I think I'm going to leave it mostly in this conversation in the last two things. Like, so when people, you know, say, hey, you should buy this light, it's the Razor's the best, mm. you know, the uh, AI Prime's the best, uh, the uh, Red Sea Reef LED is the best, uh, the Radeon's the best, you know, a lot of it's all like, you know, brand identification. Yeah. Like, I love that brand. Me and that brand, I don't I know. I spent that money on that brand and then now they're the best. Yeah, purchased events, uh, yeah, yeah. researched events. Uh, yeah. But the reality is, is we're lighting to an application, meaning if I'm gonna light to a uh, LPS tank, I don't need 350 par. I certainly don't need 600 par. Yeah. I need 50 to 150. And because a lot of the large polyps there are actually capable of moving and exposing different tissue to uh, light in different ways, mm. it's not as important about shadowing until they get bigger as well. In fact, shadowing in this case may actually create a really high contrasty kind of cool look for mm -hmm. an LPS or softier polyp tank, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, lighting to the application, if I want a SPS tank, meaning wall-to-wall -wall SPS, just a you know Crayola box of color, <laughs> uh, well, you know what? Now, I need end-to-end -end light, man. Horizon to horizon. These yep. things are branching corals. They grow fast. They shade their neighbors. They shade their insides. They will die if you don't, you know? So if you do not consider that factor in, in some fashion, uh, and there's different ways to get horizon to horizon using LEDs, which we'll share in just a minute. It's not just one big giant panel of light, but 
if you don't consider that with SPS and the fact that I need to be 350 par, well, we missed the application. So I, of I course think it didn't work. <laughs> the advice needs to actually kind of match that when people are asking like, hey, what light should I use? They're like, well, what are you gonna use it on? Yep. Give me a size of the tank. What yep. kind of coral are you gonna put in there? How far so, along are your coral? Like how old is your tank? Cause maybe I'm switching, uh, maybe I have nubbins or maybe I have colonies. That's going to- uh, uh, Budget? A yeah, budget. That's, those are all choices that are gonna affect your decision on what lighting option to recommend. Yeah, like, so if, if you're gonna throw a bunch of zoanthids in the bottom of a, a like 18 cube and somebody told you to buy an XR30. You're silly. Uh, wow, that person's advice is terrible, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But if you were going to light a 180 gallon tank and somebody told you to use a three XR30s, like turn sideways to get front to back, uh, oh, excellent choice. <laughs> you know, uh, like these are the widest angle lights that we have tested. Yeah. Excellent choice, mm -hmm. man. So, uh, yeah, I, it's a, what matters most isn't a brand, isn't the output, isn't all this stuff. It's identifying what it is you're trying to do and then go find the right tool for the job. Mm. Uh, also, next thing that matters most is, uh, this is an old Pontiac commercial, I believe it was, wider is better, <laughs> leverage the glass, uh, unless you need to mount, uh, unless you need to mount it high. Uh, wider is better meaning like um, my 180 degree beam versus 55 degree beam. My, you know, 206 degree angle from multiple, or a bunch of multiple, multiple lights uh, on one little piece, versus again, my 55 degree narrow beam. Uh, and then when you do have that wide, you know, 200 degree, 180 degree beam, all of the, what that does is now shoots the uh, light towards the edges of the glass. And what we've found recently with the uh, water filled boxes of uh, glass is it reflects back in and very little light actually comes out of the tank. Almost none. Uh, yeah, and so, I cannot think of uh, an application uh, in reefing other than high mounting where wider lenses are do, don't perform better. Mm. Uh, so a wide, if anybody's using lenses to focus the lights into beams, the only reason that you would want to do that is because you're going to mount the lights pretty high yeah. or you're trying to uh, win a marketing battle with a par meter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's really it. Uh, if yeah. you want to produce a light that is going to illuminate a tank evenly and uh, support the growth of coral, the wider the, the, wider the lenses, the better, man. Uh, in fact, in many cases, uh, no lens actually performs uh, better uh, than, than lenses. Uh, all right, another one is uh, what matters most is a blanket coverage can be achieved in a variety of ways. Yes. I mean, blanketing the coral, the aquascape, horizon and everything in light, yeah. 360 horizon to horizon, can be achieved in a bunch of different ways. It doesn't have to be achieved in the way that we did it uh, 20 years ago. So the first one. First one is a grid of wide angle floodlights. Wide angle floodlights similar to like your, what's the biggest one that comes to mind? Kessel A360X, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's a single point of light in the chip that's about the size of my thumb, less than the size of a quarter, uh, but it has a 180 degree beam angle. So it's a, a, it's a wide uh, angle floodlight. So, uh, if I put one in the tank, I'm obviously gonna have shadows over here because no, there's no light coming from this side. 
uh, same thing on this side, or it's not 360 degree coverage. But when I start putting multiples in front and in back and all around, now I'm intersecting all of those wide angle lights. I can get it done with less wide angle floodlights than a whole bunch of spotlights. Uh, because they all the intersecting points of lights uh, is a much greater with 180 degree le uh, lenses, uh, but that is one way to get the coast to coast coverage, the uh, horizon to horizon. Use a uh, multiple wide angle floods. Yeah, you're like creating overlapping cones yeah. of light, right? They come from different angles. Yeah, you can think of a narrow beam, 55 degree angle, as this small cone that does this, but 180 as this big giant cone that spreads quick. Okay, so there's one caveat to this one, which is most of the lighting, like dispersion, like the mm. sizing, like this light covers a two foot area, is done in an open box, not in an aquascape. So it's yep. done in a, either open in the air or in a glass box filled with water. But in either case, it's done in a manner which doesn't account for the fact that there's obstructions, the aquascape, the corals itself, the neighbors, all that stuff. Yeah. And so, well, in a totally unobstructed environment, those overlapping cones of light will create an even amount of light in a world where there's obstructions. Uh, it probably isn't over a two foot inch grid, you're probably gonna move them closer to like 18 inches. Right, right. So if I'm gonna make a grid of uh, super wide angle floodlights, most cases spacing them about 18 inches apart is going to have a better result than uh, uh, spacing them two feet apart. Now, one of the things you gotta calculate though is so like with the Kessel uh, uh, 360 or the 500, is the point of light is about an inch and a half or so big. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas like something with a XR30, the point of light is like probably 10 or 11 inches big. Yeah. So like when I either turn them side to side or I space them, I probably only need them 18 inches from each other from the, not from the center of the light point, right, you know, right. uh, so, or from the edge of the light point rather. So. It is as big as the object if I'm gonna use multiple modules. So if I got one inch light source, probably 18 inches apart from each other, a little less depending on how you orient uh, a bigger light source right. as well. Mm. Uh, you can also get this blanket coverage done with a large panel. You know, before we move on to that one actually, one of my favorites, even though it's a lot of cords and one of the cheapest ways to create those overlapping light uh, mm. sorts is actually the grid of the ten, AI primes. 10 AI primes. We yeah. did it over a 120 gallon, four foot by two foot tank. Mm -hmm. It was, we were in our SPS uh, dominated zone. And uh, when you calculate the, the 10 AI primes uh, compared to like four or six other lights, uh, bigger fixture lights, uh, it actually winds up being a little cheaper. Yeah, we found like one AA prime actually illuminated a two foot area enough for LPS. Yeah. Like a little $200 yeah. light that's this big. Right? 60, 60 cubes. Yeah, and then like, let's pretend I had an LPS tank with a, a 120. I mean, could, that means you could give away with two of those. But what <laughs> if I want to go now to a, a mixed tank? Well, now I could go to four of them. I'm creating those overlapping cones of light. Uh, now when I want to go super duper SPS, front to back, cover it, I need to make those overlapping light. I could get six of those things and have them cover roughly about 14 inches a piece, right? Mm. Uh, and now, you know, it's kind of a versatile tool in that, in that manner where if I want to create this 
it won't be the exact same thing as having that blanket of light from an object that is larger than the thing it's trying to illuminate being, you know, T5 grid or whatever right, right. in there. But like, it's pretty damn close. If you think about it that way, if you just put two lights on it two feet away from each other and you, and you think in an unobstructed environment that they would overlap, well, yeah, sure. But when, in a, an environment that has shadowing in it from the corals and the aquascape, Absolutely won't do that. Shouldn't expect it to. And there's a bunch of different ways to solve that. Yeah. So next one. Uh, so we're talking about how you can build this blanket coverage uh, and how you can achieve it using LEDs. And the, another way to do it is just build a large panel, just a large panel of LED. The Philips Coral Care, one of the first to actually approach it in this manner. Uh, you know, the Radions of the world, the G5s, the Neptune skies of the world, their, their form factor is getting larger and larger and larger. Uh, I could, I, I don't know, I could see someday, oh, the ATI Stratton's another one. Uh, I could see someday maybe a, we get back to uh, like a 48 inch by two foot LED panel that is similar to T5s, I don't know. I, you know, one of the grids that we didn't talk about, I don't know if it was in here actually, is a, a grid of uh, LED strips. Ah, right? Yeah. So yeah. like, you know, you take the oh, that's LED. The next one. Oh, is that really yeah, that's how the we, next one? That's how we do make it with the next one. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. So uh, the grid, uh, the wide angle fl floodlights. So yeah. Large panel. And the large panel. So when I first saw the Philips light, I'm like, oh, there it is. There it is. There's somebody finally decided to make this thing. Yeah. Now the only problem is it's like 20 some pounds or something. You the know? first bunch the of cords. Gen 1 was just heavy. Yeah. Even so, Gen 2 is heavy. Uh, Gen 2 is heavy. But yeah, they're like, like passively cooled. They're pass There's lots of awesome things. Passively cooled, uh, really robust. I think it's mm -hmm. uh, various degrees of waterproof. Uh, but man, it's super heavy and it's going <laughs> over a, a tank, man. Like, most people don't really want to mount it to the ceiling. Uh, and like, I, it's got all these extra cords coming out of it. And actually the ratio of LEDs uh, of white to blue, there's like way more white than anybody ever used, which means that like, I end up not getting the par that I wanted out of it because I'm turning half these things way, way, way down, right? Yeah. Uh, so that was the sky. The sky is a very similar light to that one, has the same technology in it, but it's designed to the applications that have been a warehouse light, uh, in my mind, designed to be above an aquarium. Mm -hmm. uh, and, or a repurposed warehouse light, I should <laughs> say. Uh, but also then you got the Stratton, like a super thin uh, form factor. I can't help but wonder if five years from now, you're gonna see a, a, a Stratton that's 48 inches long just or panels. 60 something inches long. Just or panels just, that go over the tanks because yeah. Three like, or four of them. There's no question that works. <laughs> it is like, and it's one and done. I put it on the top of the tank. I let it go. I'm done. Right. Yeah. Legs network and stuff. We'll I don't get, know. Get back to the T5 days. But uh, yeah, but large panel is definitely another way. So overlapping wide angle I mean, floodlights. That one makes large uh, panel. Large panel makes sense because T5s are where large panel metal highlights. It's really easy to make giant, the connection. Yeah, those are. Large panel. It's easy to make the connection too that the you know the large panel like uh, the sky uh, from Neptune is like yeah know, from about, a little coral nubbin down here. Well, it's about the same size as the reflector yeah. of a halide. Yeah, you know you, you can really mm -hmm. kind of start to see the like why these things would work together. Same thing as if I had a you know a grid of six of those uh, LED strips, I'm going to mm. cover the same level of area. And that's the next way that uh, you can create blanketed coverage that we're talking about. Oh, uh, the third way of blanket, uh, creating blanketed coverage is 
a whole bunch of LED strips. Uh, this is one that we found some, uh, we were doing some investigative testing. Uh, I tested one individual uh, Reef Bright strip, like a 50-50, and uh, come to find out that it actually has better spread and higher par than a single T5 bulb. Mm -hmm. And uh, now what happens when you put those in a, uh, a whole bunch of them, a bracket of them, uh, like you would six, like a six bulb T5 fixture. Well, basically I just built a, an LED style T5 fixture. It's just strips of LEDs, six of them, make it 48 inches long, hang it over the tank, and guess what? Magically, I now have a full blanket coverage of light. If I had to say there was like the most underrepresented, poorly understood uh, option of lighting the tank is strips. that. It's those LED strips put on a bracket. And I say that because we didn't understand it. Yeah, Orphic has it, Phillips, or uh, oh. Reefbread has it. But very few people have, have they, they use these strips as accent yeah. lights yeah. instead yeah. of as the primary, meaning like if I put these strips in there, I can just have use a bracket, oh. use three of them for LPS. And if I want to yeah. SPS, I can use six of them. And in fact, we found that the, the LED strips, not only the individual ones, like you said, yeah. uh, uh, as a wider angle uh, than the T5 bulbs and their reflector, but when we put, I think it was five of them on the bracket from ReefBright, it actually had the widest dispersion, yep. most even light of all the things that we tested. And again, basically end to end on one end, almost end to end the other end, almost horizon to horizon, no doubt, understand why it works. I could uh, I, I could understand why some bracketed LED strips would uh, actually be, a, should be a top choice for some people in that, uh, you know, rather than being tied to uh, the spacing of LEDs in a fixture by the manufacturer, I can actually, no, I can, instead of, I don't have, my bracket doesn't have to be with the LEDs side by side like this. My, I can actually make a bracket that they spaced out a little more. Make a bracket that they're spaced out or more spaced out. So now I'm changing the point of intersection for all of these lights, getting mm -hmm. a wider, more even coverage uh, from multiple LED, LED strips. Uh, absolutely. Uh, all right. And so um, of those, uh, those are the three options really to get uh, a blanket of light because yep. I can use a bunch of LED strips, combine them together. I could have one uh, object that's uh, large, like close one. to as large as mm -hmm. the object you're trying to illuminate or uh, closer to that anyway. Or I can have a bunch of wide angle intersecting cones of light that overlap each other. Any one of those things is going to achieve it. And so when, when I... We have to remember that like, we need to be uh, uh, trying to achieve that blanket of light. You have to want that to begin with. Yeah. But like, this is the piece is like, you guys are probably watching like, well, which one should I do? Which one should I do? Whichever one speaks to you because they're all going into work. Mm -hmm. you know? And that's a piece up here is a core belief is LEDs are the solution, but we're making something easy, really hard. <laughs> Right, and so you know, like, don't spend all day thinking about this. Uh, and I will say that the manufacturers haven't helped. You know, part of it is they tell you 24 inches because they want to market it as that because it makes it seem like it's cheaper or something. And they're a little afraid to tell you, like, hey, man, actually, if you're looking wall-to-wall -wall SPS, dude, like, 18 inches would be better. But mm. that's what we want to know. <laughs> you know, like, you, I just want to, like, I want to be told, like, what is going to help me succeed, not what I think is uh, advice that's going to make me buy something that isn't going to help me mm. achieve my goal, right? So uh, it, we're making something 
as a community that it should be easy, hard, any one of those solutions, overwhelming, uh, overlapping cones, a big panel, or even LED strips combined, any of those things, horizon to yep. horizon skylight. All right. All right. We also think that matters most uh, about LEDs is that the best LED options will produce a cohesive blended spectrum. This gets back to the emulating the sky, the sun, the caustic lines, the uh, filtration of the or the uh, uh, the filtration of the spectrum as it goes through the water. You don't see bright red, bright green, bright UV, uh, individual caustic beams in the ocean. The best LED options will also not have that. They will have a blended cohesive spectrum. Again, this is a debatable topic. Mm -hmm. People will debate this all day long, how important it is. Because event again, we're actually, when I have that cluster of LEDs, what I'm doing is creating overlapping cones of different spectrum. And hopefully in the middle, it all blends together. Mm -hmm. But I'm not doing that in an actual reef environment, which those, the red, bounces off of the caustic or the ripples in the surface, the ripples in the surface create a focus, lens, yeah. focus the light and shoot little laser beams of red, blue and white and all the stuff all over the place. So uh, here's the piece. I mean, you can debate all day how important it is, but if we're talking about the best options will produce a cohesive blended spectrum, uh, 100 out of 100 reefers, if I put them all next together and said, do you yeah. want all the little, like, can I, if I can see the little things of red, blue, and green, and whatever shooting all over the tank, Rainbow or you want the one edge. that is uh, perfectly blended, got all of it, isn't shooting spectrum hotspots all over the place, 100 per 100 other reefers will say, I would pick that one if cost wasn't the issue. Mm. Now you're buying some of the technology along the way, for sure, yeah. that achieve better results than other things, but like nobody will say it is unimportant and uh, I would never want that. It's just a matter of, is it worth the cost to achieve that technology? Mm. Uh, another is uh, what matters most, the best options won't have visual technology artifacts, right? So T5s didn't really have, had a visual, T5s had a visual technology artifact, which is flat. The super flat, yeah. low, uh, low contrast look. It's part of that technology. Yeah, uh, really tealy. It had, yeah. a, had some artifacts of the types of uh, technology that was used. Halides, the only problem I ever had with halides is sometimes if you used too much of the reflector banks on it, it would actually create its own type of disco because there'd be like the little point of light is reflecting off of too many surfaces and uh, it would be just too shimmery mm, as well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, in this case with LEDs, LEDs, there's all kinds of visual technology artifacts. One of the most uh, common, re commonly referred to as disco ball effect or crosshatch or I mean this is something like if you take a white background you put some flow in the tank and you put uh, an, your LED above it and you look down at the bottom on that white thing you all you see is like this TV static screen crosshatch rainbow of colors uh, or you look through your aquascape down in the bottom and you see this one point of light that's just steady green steady red down there that's a technology artifact. Yeah, so technology artifact, I'd say with my favorite shimmer producer, the Kessel, on its own mm. is really hard edged shimmer. Like it's got a lot of really hard edges to it and it's really busy looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't look like uh, disco and it doesn't look like TV static, but it's got a hard edged shimmer to it. It's, it's one of the things I really enjoy about mm. that light. 
Uh, but I like to soften it with other lights. Yeah, like you know, so a diffused T5 or yeah. uh, or diffused uh, LEDs or T5 bulbs, yeah. where it softens it. And if you think about the ocean, if you took away the skylight and you only had the sun uh, shoot off the shimmer lines, it'd be the same thing. Sharp shimmer lines. Super sharp, really, really harsh looking yeah. lines in, in the ocean. It's the fact that the sky is coming in diffusing and uh, it diffusing it all and softens the overall look. So that's the same thing that happens in, in a reef tank. Now, another thing that you'll see in Artifact is, uh, especially with the uh, lights that use narrow angle lenses, is you'll see the little bits of green and red and stuff shooting all over the place, like little yeah. ants all over the place. <laughs> it, and it looks disco-y because a disco has like a mirrored effect to it, and the mirrored effect brings color into it, and yeah. so it just looks all weird. Yeah. But even worse than that to me is when you have a grid of undiffused LEDs. So a big, huge sheet of LEDs that are undiffused, or often even sometimes the light bars, is a, it gives us this weird staticky look. There's just so many single points of light that they're yeah. overlapping each other so much that if you look closely, it just looks static. like fuzz and TV static and flashy. And that's not, that, and that's not only uh, two mixed LED colors. I think the one that we kind of saw this fuzz on its own was like, the, like you said, LED strips. Mm -hmm. Single color, one LED color in the entire strip, put multiples of those together, and you look at the shimmer and you're like, man, that is really staticky looking. Something weird about the way that those single so points of light. So many, hundreds of single yeah. light points. Make crazy. Yeah. So there is no longer, there's no longer like a shimmer line. It's just kind of <laughs> like, Fuzz. Fuzz. There's That's like a the sense weird, of yeah. movement, yeah. but it's just kind of like literally like watching a TV static. I don't We're kind of lucky here because we get to see all of these different, uh, all of these different things. Like we can plug in the light and go look at it. Like, ah, trying to explain it. It's I'd actually say that we're unlucky because Cause we, once you know what good looks like, <laughs> once you've seen you it. see the yeah. other thing everywhere yeah. else. Yeah, that's true. Right? All right, so uh, the best options won't, and this is like, you can debate how important all these things are, but if you're talking about the best option, the best options won't have visual technology artifacts. I think 100 out of 100 reefers will tell you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, also what matters most, the number of options and configurations means that there'll never be the same ease of use. Par meter is important, meaning- There's so many brands, so many styles of LED, wide angle flood, spotlights, big large diffuse panels. There's so many choices to choose from. Uh, not as easy as like there was two main uh, T5 manufacturer, light manufacturers. You, you picked one and you put bulbs in it. There was only six bulbs. We talked about this in the last T5 episode. There was like six bulb, six or seven bulb combo choices to choose from. And uh, you throw it all together and then you light your reef. Here there's not only just a whole bunch of uh, like dozens and dozens of manufacturers of LEDs and the types that they make, uh, there's also the, the spectrum of each LED that they, or the diodes that they choose for their specific light. There's the control that you have. Some have eight channels of control. Some have, you know, four channels of control. The options are like limit, or limitless. Old days, 
buy ATI, SunPower, buy a tech fixture, here's the bulb configuration, plug it in the wall, you're done. Easy. Today, all that garbage you just said. <laughs> yeah. like, there's so many things, man. We'll, we'll never, and there's so many new ones coming out. We'll never ever settle on something as simple as Standard. use four bulbs yeah. and call it a day. Yeah. Uh, and so that is why a par meter is so important today. Yes. As just set it up, get it into the range you want. You're caring mm -hmm. for some animals mm -hmm. in here. They live in certain ranges. The eye, human eye doesn't do it well. Uh, again, you can pick one up for 200 bucks or you can actually uh, you know, buy one from us, and this is one of those rare instances. We'll let you use it and then return it uh, with the restocking fee yeah, in two yeah, months. Yeah. You know, use it and perfect your system. Share it with your friends. Share the cost with them, uh, and then return it to mm. us. We just want to make it easier yeah. for you to be able to set these things up perfect. And, and now, you know, didn't really need that with T5s and metal halides because they were so plug and play. Yeah. Right, the standard hanging uh, side, hanging their leg mounts and things like that uh, made it, uh, I don't need a test par. I just need to put some bulbs in there and go. By the way, you can also buy a slightly used one because uh, those things go into open box yeah. uh, if you want. Uh, and uh, pick up a slightly used one for 20% uh, off as well. Pardon me. Uh, make it easy though. Uh, another thing here, what matters most, if I had to pick one single light that is uh, the collective best, right? And so that's the one thing that everybody is What's asking. What's the best light? I'm wondering. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I avoid this kind of conversation because it just tends to piss everybody off, <laughs> uh, like everyone involved. Uh, but the, the answer, you guys want to know the answer of what we believe here, so I'm just going to give it to you anyway. Uh, if I had to pick one single LED light that uh, is the collective best, it's probably the Radeon, mm. right? It's the widest angle light we found. We found it mounted as little as like it was eight, eight inches. inches off the tank. Yep. That on a 24 inch grid, the outside edges is within 20% of the center. It's dispersing the light perfectly over that area. Nothing else hit, hit that. It has the uh, widest spectrum, the most control over the spectrum. It has proven spectrums from uh, people like Worldwide Corals as well as uh, the Canadian farm. I'm forgetting their name. Mm. Uh, but they've done actual like coral labs on this thing. It has the biggest offering of the blue spectrum. The diffuser blends the spectrum. The lenses actually don't create the focus points. They've already been on part of the wide angle piece of this for so long. There's clean mounting options for it. The software, no question, is the best in the industry. Uh, there's 25 inch spacing, probably for LPS with the XR15s. And then for uh, SPS, you know, probably 18 inch spacing with the XR30s turned sideways, mm. getting that front to back. So if I had to pick one single light, not a single light out of here will do everything well. If I had to pick one and somebody asked me, which one does it the best? Which one would you put on your grandma's tank? If I asked her, if she was asking me for all the things that we just talked about, I would tell her that that is probably the yeah. one, right? This is the easiest one to achieve the success with, has cares about the most things. But there are people that care about very specific things. And so the next thing I will say is, well, what about the sky? Right. So yeah. what about the Neptune sky? You know, because you're talking about that. That's the new one. How does that fit in the equation? Uh, and I'd say that the sky is what I'm using on my own tank. Yeah, I use right? the Radeon. He uses the sky. OK, uh, if you don't mind the size of the panel, uh, 
the size of the panel, man, is the solution to shadowing. Yeah. I have a hood. I don't mind the size of the panel. I don't even see you it. You can't see anything under right. it anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, and I know, I know that all of my most successful tanks have had horizon to horizon lighting like yeah. this one, right? I, I know that. I know that's where success lies. And so uh, I don't care uh, about the size of the, the light. Uh, and so that's why I have those. And then I use the Kessels in there to add shimmer. So not a single light is going to do everything that I specifically want. Yeah, we'll get to like, that. And it's, I got a lot of quartz, man. And it's nerdy application uh, of the whole thing, you know, but like it is also, you know, doing the things that I wanted to do. So if you don't mind the size of the fixture or solution for shadowing, if I had to pick the balance between quality and affordability with LED modules, though, it would be the prime. I mean, this was a that was a, a dark horse in the whole lighting testing that we've been doing over the last two or three years is seeing this little tiny 55 watt AI prime full, you know, full little spectrum LED. And uh, when we put I put it to the test in like a, a, an 18 inch cube, a 24 inch cube, the 60 gallon cube. Uh, and then we ran it through the you ran it through the test of the 120 and multiple fixtures. This thing is so versatile that, uh, like you said, you know, maybe I'm starting my journey. Maybe I got little nubbins. And uh, and as we said uh, episodes ago, like you you have to change and evolve with the growth of your tank. Uh, you know, this is one of those LED lights, the AI primes, that I can actually do that, stay in the same ecosphere of light that I have. So I'm not, I'm buying AI primes and then I'm adding more AI primes as my nubbins get bigger or as my ch tank uh, desires change. But this is one of those ones where I can get it done uh, without all that, without the upfront initial cost of buying like all of the radions to do the same thing or the skies to do the same thing. It can grow with me. But it's capable of reaching those just by adding multiple, multiple fixtures. So in that spirit, my grandma asked me and said, hey, I don't want to break the bag today, but I'm willing to get something decent that will grow with my tank and my needs and I can pick things up over time that help me. Sure. Uh, AI Prime all the way. And the reason, uh, and because of all that, don't be surprised that uh, AI Prime is the number is. one LED module that we sell here at BRS uh, that you guys are buying. We have the numbers. So you yeah. guys are voting for it with your own dollars as a community. <laughs> the AI Prime is the number one uh, light source yeah. that you guys pick up. Yeah. So uh, not surprised there. So uh, uh, some direct advice there from somebody who's tried all of those things uh, many, many times, tested them in a ton of different environments. If I had to pick and answer that question to the best of my ability, that's how I would answer that question. Mm. So some hard lessons with uh, LED uh, reef lighting, tuning PAR, spread and spectrum. So we got a better understanding of how we use LEDs, but what are some hard lessons? First hard lesson is there are LEDs that are made, or is, there's what sells, there's what looks awesome, and then there's what grows corals. There's like LED, when you, when you talk about like features and function and aesthetics and things like that, you can get lights that are made to sell, you can get lights that are made to look awesome, and you can get lights that are actually just made to grow corals. So I'm gonna give you like a little behind the scenes here. Like yeah. there's a bunch of different things that sells an LED. One, like if you show me a picture of a big giant panel on top of a, a tank, and then you show me these two really sleek little modules, 
and you didn't tell me any other information, you just said, which one do you want? Well, I want the two sleek little modules, man. Like, but I don't know the conversation about shadowing. Yeah. I don't know the conversation about the sky, the summer, yeah. uh, the, the sun, and the caustic lines. I don't know what makes a good light source for a photo photosynthetic organism that requires me to know those things, you're, actually. You're making a decision based on your own personal desires and not what's best for your pets. Yeah, so like I asked people a while ago, what was the most important thing to a light source? You know, was it spectrum, spread, mounting, easy use, blah, blah, blah. Looks good. 50% of them actually said that it comes with the easy to use mounting. Uh, uh, oh, mounting option. Mounting option. Yeah. The number one thing for half of the people was that it has a mounting option. And I totally get it after they say that because if I can't mount it reasonably on the tank, Why it's totally I? irrelevant to me. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't If work I don't want to drill holes in the ceiling uh, and support 20 pound lights uh, above my tank, it's totally irrelevant to me. Mm. Uh, mm. If I don't have a wall bracket, you don't have that option. You don't have a hood option. It's just totally irrelevant to yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought that was really easy. But, you know, what, like from a manufacturer's perspective is, you know, it's really easy is if we make one little module that serves all purposes and sits on a shelf uh, in a really small form <laughs> factor and there's only one skew. It sells. And, and it just so happens that people want to buy that as well. Well, we'll just make that. <laughs> uh, well, that, that's just the way the world works, right? Mm -hmm. But if you guys say, no, I want a different option or I want to use them differently and you make it okay to say, hey, yes, space at 18 inches for SPS. Uh, well, man, that is what they're going to do and that is the advice they're going to give. So mm. there's what sells, there's what looks awesome, and then there's what grows corals. Those things might not be all the same, but they should be. Yeah, and there are some that do kind of that bridge a lot of the gaps. I mean, we just talked about the AI Prime that is our number one seller. Mm -hmm. uh, it also, you know, I actually think that that grid of uh, eight to ten uh, uh, with primes. The, the primes with the uh, aluminum framing that we kind of built. If you mm -hmm. were to, if you were actually kind of DIY that up, it actually looked pretty cool, minus the big giant rat's nest cord. Uh, but it grows corals for well, sure. and the current evolution has totally changed. I mean, you see it in the in the radions, right? Like the fact that we shifted all the way from par wars to the primary concern is that the outside edges, that yeah. twenty-four inch square, yeah. only six inches deep in the tank, is within twenty percent of the very center. Mm. Means there's no more hot spots, man. I can you know? use all of the LED channels to a hundred percent because so I'm not just buying you know channels that I don't even use uh, just to get par. Yeah. And that was like it actually, we didn't put this one down, but that was an interesting component that I never saw coming when we did like the little showdown. Yep. That with the Radions, they actually had one of the lowest cost per par, Yeah. right? So that's like everybody debates like what uh, is the best LED, what costs the most. And like you're looking at like price points of $400 and $600 and $800 or $200, whatever it is. And... Mm. You don't really think about though when we averaged over the intended use space of uh, at three different levels, 108 points, what was the average par inside this box when it's spread out, not just laser beamed at the bottom, but I'm thinking about it at multiple layers, mm. cost per par and how I'm actually gonna use this thing the Radions actually was like amongst the lowest. It was like number in two the, or three. In the top five, yeah, yeah. Both of them, the pro and the blue. Yeah, so like, the best actual for the dollar as well, which was, 
I, I didn't, we had to redo the numbers, man. Like I went and saw it, and like, there's <laughs> no way. It. Nobody, nobody looks at the radio and says, well, of course it's the best, but nobody would come back and look at it and say, it's the lowest cost, per, the par. Lowest cost per par. What? Nobody anticipated that. <laughs> uh, and so no. uh, part of it is that they use the right ratio of LEDs. And so mm. you can actually turn them all to hundred percent if you wanted and use it and look at it yeah. and say, well, that looks like a nice tank where I'm not turning half of them down to 20%. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, so we just said that there's what sells, there's what looks awesome, there's what grows corals. Uh, the next hard lesson here is that's in the wrong order. It's, uh, uh, is this for me or is it the coral? And that's like uh, that decision you said, if you were to you know, put two tanks together uh, side by side, gorgeous looking tanks, and on one side you have this big, bulky hood hanging over. I can see uh, the wires hanging up to the ceiling. Or on this other tank over here, I had nice, sexy little modules, evenly spaced across the tank, barely any cords to find. Uh, which one would you choose? Well, that's a decision based off, that's a decision I'm making for myself, not what's best for the pets that I'm trying to keep because we are trying to keep pets. So when you, you think about it in that order, uh, there's what grows corals, what looks awesome, and then what sells. I would love it if what sells was last. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, like what grows corals, what looks awesome, and what sells, uh, the priority. It isn't, it's actually in the like, Once you checked box one, move on to box two. But it's demand from the community they will change that. Mm -hmm. uh, we have to ask for what we want or yeah. nobody will ever give it to us. Uh, uh, all right, so, uh, and I think that relates actually to that aquascape thing. You mentioned this earlier. Mm. Like when I build an aquascape, we said the other day, like an aquascape is for my eyes, a habitat is for the animal that lives yeah. in there. So same the thing. light is the same thing. Am I doing it for my eyes or am I doing it for the animal that lives in there? Yeah. Uh, okay, so another hard lesson. Compact light sources have a ton of visual or usability advantages, but not really ideal for a photosynthetic application. Okay. So again, if you have a bunch of them overlapping the cones. Compact light source meaning like the, your LEDs or your pucks that are about like this. Super small. Yeah. They do work when you have a bunch of cones, but if I'm just going to use one, uh, there aren't many photosynthetic applications that anybody would use that for. It mm. doesn't matter if it's horticulture huh? or, you know. Unless, uh, unless I'm trying to light only one single object that's about the size of my thumb, then okay. this one compact source of light might actually work for that. Well, most of the time when you see those compact light sources, it's because they mounted like in horticulture, uh, they, they mounted them six feet above the light and there's a million of them. Yeah, you know, exactly. Overlapping yep. each other. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, all right, so another hard lesson. Par wars and narrow angle lenses set the hobby back. Mm. Let's embrace that fact. Mm. Par wars, trying to get the most par, like highest possible horsepower out of this thing. And the narrow angle lenses that focused it down to the bottom, prevented it from hitting the glass and bouncing back in and getting good even spread. That era set the hobby back and hurt the trajectory of mm. reefing. We're now correcting that. This is probably where, uh, and unbeknownst to you know, a community who doesn't know better or anybody who doesn't know better, this is probably where that disdain for LEDs came from, comes from, and probably may it still lingers is that either you, maybe you saw somebody get burned by LEDs, you got burned yourself, uh, or they just weren't working as well as metal halides and T5s. 
Uh, it's because we weren't building, and the, the initial outset of LEDs were not manufactured in a way that was coral forward thinking. It was uh, how much part can I fit in there? How small can I make the form factor? And this, and a good way, easy way to make the form factor small is by having narrow, small, close together LEDs. Uh, but in the end, that was the wrong direction from the outset. Luckily, the thought leaders here are changing that trajectory, mm. right? And so the new uh, generations of these lights uh, actually go in the entire opposite direction. Yeah, 100%. Uh, and so now when you see it wasn't LED. There's not like some magic LED photon. You <laughs> There's know? no magic uh, T5 photon. T yeah. Magic T5 photon, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's not that. It's this, the technology wasn't being used right. Yeah. And so... Uh, and the the it wasn't embraced in the same manner of T5. It's like, do it this way and you'll be successful. Mm. Right? That is the baseline that we need here, which is, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say it, like we already know the PAR zones. We already know that uh, LPS, man, 50 uh, to 150, start mm. at 50, work your way up, don't go the other direction. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we know LPS or SPS, 200 to 350, start at the low end and work your way up, don't go the other direction, mm -hmm. right? We already know horizon to horizon, wrapping the corals in light produces the best result. Unquestionably, we know that blending the spectrums into uh, behaving like both the sun as well as older technology is the right ideal move. Mm -hmm. We already know these things. Let's implement them. Let's demand themselves mm -hmm. from ourselves and uh, the people that supply products for us as well. That's our core belief at the top of this episode was LEDs are the solution to our lighting, but we're making something super easy extremely hard it's because we're not united as a community we're still having these like separate little conversations all over the place so yeah. let's take the things that matter the most you don't have to agree <laughs> with everything that we say here but like you know take the things that you buy into and let's march forward to a better world mm. so another hard lesson is related to this which is knowledge transfer is the only thing that will change the demand in what is made you know and if we want if we are united as a front in asking LED manufacturers to make that choice of uh, what sells, what looks awesome, and what grows corals and reverse that so we're thinking about our, our pets and our animals first. United front uh, asking for that and transferring that knowledge of this is what we want, this is what we're trying to achieve. Uh, it's then when we will start seeing those massive changes. And you've seen it and this is the way that it usually we're, goes. We're starting to get there right now too. This is the way it goes is all of the most expensive options that have the best engineers and the most tooling and the most mm. resources will develop this for you. And so you see it in the Kessels, you see it in, uh, I mean, AI and uh, 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 Ecotech have been doing lighting since like, I think about the time that BRS existed. Man. Yeah, like, Gen uh, 1s. You know, 15 years, yeah. you know, so, uh, like they've been doing this forever. So don't be surprised that it c keeps coming out of these companies as the thought leaders, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. uh, and then you'll start to see the other places that don't have the same engineering expertise, they don't have the same R&D to start to emulate, emulate. the mm -hmm. things that come out of those uh, environments. So that only means inherently, that only means that uh, 
the technology, the proper technology, and what we're looking for is just going to get cheaper and cheaper. There's going to be uh, more cost-effective options because, you know, once these ones are more successful and they're leading the pioneer in the path, and then there's people following along. Uh, those follow some. A lot of the times, those follow-along products are uh, a little bit more cost-effective. You're going to see this. You're going to see uh, the cheaper options someday. Next yep. five years or so, that start to emulate the super wide angle approach from the Radions. If you're uh, if you're willing to wait five years, you'll probably save a few bucks. Uh, <laughs> you'll you'll see the caustic approach the from diffuse, the Kessel and the small yeah. little uh, lights mm. show up in different form factors. Probably, yeah. uh, you'll see the wide panel light uh, like the Sky and uh, the uh, Philips Coral Care. You'll see those things. Those are the future. All of those things are already here, and uh, you're just going to start to see the others trickle one way yep. into that direction. So it's not uh, everybody fall back on the T5 and metal halide technology, and uh, we're already we're, beating yeah, it. Yeah, we're already beating it. it, it you just kind of patiently wait have, it out. You have to embrace it and then use the tool in the right way to try to achieve it. If you use the tool wrong, then we're not there. Yeah. But if you understand what you're trying to do, we're definitely there. Ah. So, what's next? 